Podcast powered by ESPN 840. I am your host, Kevin, and we have a very special co-host today. Ben May. Hi, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> Finally let me do it. I've been asking forever. <laughs> can I get on can I get on the podcast, Kevin? <laughs> well, not only are you co-hosting this week, you're gonna we're gonna be a guest next week. All right. So you actually get like the full show for people to learn about who Ben May is. Running, man running out of guests <laughs> if you got me on there. Not running out of gas. We just don't want somebody to transition us from this exciting weekend coming up with the Gander Outdoors 400 to the ABC's Ply 500. I like it. Okay. So um, we have a pretty awesome guest coming on today. Um, local guy. Local guy who, uh, you know, I believe started at Pocono Raceway back in the day. Um, he is a fixture on MRN. He is the loudest voice in all of motorsports. <laughs> um, and I mean that in such a good way because... He's so passionate about racing. Um, Steve Post is our is our is our guest today, and, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I can't wait to have him on. I mean, I think he's just awesome. Yeah, it's going to be spectacular. It's amazing how many people are in this industry from Pennsylvania. I actually just got a list from NASCAR. Yeah, and you and I aren't one of them. No, or two of them. N- but. No, we're not from Pennsylvania, <laughs> but we were both working. But we're responsible for like telling that story. Yeah, it's true. So um, I have a pretty cool list um, that NASCAR just sent. So moving forward with this, uh, I'm going to get that list ahead of time. And there, I mean, there's got to be 75 people between the NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series that are within like 70 miles of the track that grew up here. It's wild, and they work in the industry. Uh, one of them is Steve Post, um, and and Steve needs no introduction because he's just like I said, very loud and boisterous. Um, <laughs> But he was out in California this past weekend with a sprint car show. Um, he does a lot of wing sprint car things. Um, I think he's on TV now. Um, so his his career has kind of progressed and been, and been crazy. I uh, started out like a PR guy like me, though. Yeah, nothing nothing cooler than people that continue to sport all forms of racing. Right, all yeah. the time, all the time. And I think we do that. You know, we have, you know, the 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 small little quarter midget track out yeah. back. Um, and crazy story about that, I was I was doing some research because Ryan Blaney's gonna be our Tricky Triangle Club on Sunday. Okay. Um, and 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 shameless plug for Ricky Durst, you can actually get a ticket signed helmet with a replica helmet that he won mm-hmm. wearing, like a replica helmet. Um slash TTC, which is Tricky Triangle Club, to get your tickets. It's a cool helmet. It is a cool helmet. I mean, I I got cooler. He's gonna sign it. Yeah. It's going to be a signed helmet from the win, his first career win, which happened to Pocono in June last year. But anyway, back to Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney scored his first dirt win at that quarter midget track when his Get dad, out. yeah, when his dad <laughs> was racing for a cup weekend back in, you know, the 90s, early 2000s. Oh, that's awesome. Actually, had to be early 2000s because young Ryan Blaney is pretty young. Um, his second ever truck win was actually here, too. How about so, that? So a couple kind of big wins for, for a guy who's uh, mm-hmm. doing pretty well. So before we get into Steve calling in, um, the race in New Hampshire, in case anyone saw it, got me jacked up and ready to go, Ben. Yeah. Got me ready to go. The last few races have been spectacular. I mean, I love beating and banging. It's great to see. Yeah. And you can't even say it, it's all happened on short tracks. I mean, there was a mile track. True. Um, and then, of course, you had, you know. Chicago. The, yeah. 
I mean, I love that. Yeah. They can, they can wreck each other all the time. <laughs> um, and what people I think don't realize at our track is how much beating and banging actually takes place when these guys go four or five wide on restarts and then don't get back in a line and then somehow try to go through the tunnel and turn two wide. Right. And that's where disaster strikes. <laughs> um, but a guy who's probably going to be uh, calling more than likely the truck race, uh, either from the pits or from pit road, mm. or pit road or turn three, yeah. uh, Steve Post. So uh, I think he's calling in now. Let's get him on. Let's do it. All right. Well, Ben, we uh, we are happy to announce. I call him our hometown hero, man. He's, I mean, he 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 has been telling me for years and years to go get some old Ford pizza. I finally dated a girl from Scranton. I got some old Ford pizza. The kid from New York. I love it. And you were not disappointed. I was not disappointed. The uh, white double crust stuffed is my favorite. But Steve Post from MR Radio, how you doing, man? <laughs> Oh, guys, I'm, I'm doing well every week as well when I know I'm going to, uh, A, have some old forge pizza and spend some time at the Tricky Triangle. It's always a good week. Now, when you come up, do you, do you stay at home or do you stay with the MRN crew? Uh, you know, it varies. It really does. Um, this weekend, I'm actually spending some time with my dad. Uh, I grew up in, and my dad still lives in the same house up in Susquehanna County, up just south of Bampton, New York, in Pennsylvania. So I'm spending a little time with him. But this weekend, I also have a project with MRN called Wing Nation, so I'm actually spending uh, a couple of nights in Harrisburg doing some sprint car racing. So, uh, and then other times I spend with the MRN crew. So uh, the answer to your question is yes to all of the above. I'm, uh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like us on race weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, in in uh, in June. Uh, stayed over in uh, over near Stroudsburg, uh, over in Bartonsville. With the MRN crew, and uh, so did that this this one here is a a little bit all over the map, but that's that, that's the beauty of coming to Pennsylvania with family up there, and 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 so much to do and so many things, and uh, it's just uh, you you, you got to keep your options open. Absolutely. So tell us a bit about man how you got started, you know, in the motor racing network. I mean, it, you, I always the, part of our podcast is very similar. Jeff Gluck went and stole it after we started. By the way, I just want to <laughs> throw that out there. Yep, and his yep. his his, his listenership is far higher than ours um but people pay him to listen because he has that 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 page so for us right. we're doing this just out of generosity of our own hearts because we appreciate it we love talking to people but tell us about how you got your start and how you basically went from the local tracks in new york and jersey and then eventually made your way to become a fixture with mrn you know it, it, it's quite the story and, and honestly it started at Pocono. Uh, started right there back and would have been uh, 85 or 86. Uh, I think it would have been 85. Um, I was uh, out of Penn State and um, I was looking to get into the racing business or looking to work at racetracks and do different things. And um, I reached out to Bob Plevin and of course Bob uh, retired now from your staff there, but just uh, one of the one of the great guys. And I always say Bob was the first one that let me volunteer at a racetrack. <laughs> and and he did, and I and I started in the press room. So uh, actually, my first gig, uh, volunteer gig as it was, was at Pocono Raceway. And so, uh, but I but I started there, and then I did a lot in the short tracks uh, up in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, up there north of north of where Pocono is, up into uh, up in New York State, and did all of that, and did a car show in Scranton, Speed Sports Showcase, and did did all kinds of things there, but. Uh, you know, I was working a real job and, and doing all the racing stuff, but then decided I needed to pursue my dreams. So, uh, 1995 moved to North Carolina, 
Uh, spent uh, about eight years, uh, seven or eight years, doing PR for various teams. I did Kenny Wallace's PR, did PR for Ricky Rudd, uh, Tony Roper, uh, Randy Tolzma, and a bunch of other people. And, and then finally had the uh, opportunity in uh, 2002 to audition for MRN. Uh, did an audition, and in 2003 started. I think 2003 I did about 12 races with the network. Uh, probably a few more in 2004, and then... Uh, really have been going kind of wide open since about 2005 with the network. And then you, you were kind of the leading force to, you know, we always appreciate all of our local, local short tracks. I mean, we love them. We love what they do for the industry and how they're building up the new, new crop of, of racers. Um, you know what they do on a weekly basis. You kind of helped, in my opinion, from everything that I've seen, allow MRN to almost start to focus a lot of your shows, I mean, you talk about Wing Nation. I mean, I, I think you were just out in California doing a sprint car yeah. show out there, and now you're coming back to the to Pennsylvania to do it. So what is that influence on your career, and how cool is it to kind of bring it full circle? Well, and it, and it is, and it is bringing it full circle. So um, I, I just think I, I think something that Kevin Harvick said in his, uh, in his rant at Phoenix really jumped out to me, <laughs> and it's like to have a tree. And, and let's say the tree is NASCAR. Let's say the you know the tree is Pocono. The tree is NASCAR. The tree is MRM. Whatever you want to call the tree, the big industry. We got to take care of the roots, and we got to make sure the roots are strong. And those roots are those dirt tracks. And so uh, we had years ago, eight years ago, we started doing a little World of Outlaw report, and uh, the thing just exploded. I mean, it's insane how many sprint car fans there are in the world. And um, you know, we started with uh, we started with a podcast, and now. We're a full-blown video show every Tuesday. We're a full-blown video show every Thursday. And then we're on MAP TV with a third show on Saturday mornings, a talking wing sprint car racing. And so when, when we look at the roots of the sport and, and, uh, and, and where we are, and, and let's look at our, look at our drivers. Um, you know, Kyle Larson came from the wing sprint car background. Uh, Christopher Bell came from traditional sprints and wing sprint car racing. You know, I mean, Kevin Harvick came from the short tracks. Uh, out in California, Clint Boyer, the short tracks in the Midwest, you know, the Bush boys, the short tracks around Las Vegas, you know, and there's, there, there's, there's so much good stuff at these racetracks. And we talk about the trials and tribulations that, that NASCAR has, and, and we're all familiar with them. We're all working and gigging and, 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 and working hard. And there, there's so much good in NASCAR right now. Um, but the short tracks are small business, mom and pop shops, and they're having the same problems, except for mom and pop shops. Sometimes they go away and sometimes they, uh, we, we lose these things. So uh, we work really hard, and, and, and Motor Racing Network has picked it up. They've got a traditional sprint car show now, and we've got a drag racing show, and Tyler Ricky does a show on the uh, on the regional tours of NASCAR, the Modifieds, the K&M series, a lot of the regional racing. And we really believe that the, the, the strength of the sport comes from our roots, and it comes from it comes from our drivers, but it also comes from our fans, our fans that, you know, that, that, that Saturday night are down in Mahoning Valley or over at Evergreen or over at Williams Grove or up at Penn Camp Speedway, Five Mile Point Speedway, you know, hopefully on uh, Saturday, Sunday, they come down to uh, Pocono and enjoy, uh, enjoy a day of NASCAR racing. And I, I think we lived in a time for, for a while where it was an us versus them mentality, or at least it was assumed that. I don't know that any of us lived with it, but I think there was an assumption that uh, it, was, it was NASCAR versus the world. And, and I think that's, that's changed. I think it's refreshing now that there's a, and, and a lot of it's these drivers that go back and forth and do other kinds of racing. And I think it's, uh, I think it's so important to the sport. And, you know, when you look at the, you know, look at the area up in, in the Pocono, I mean, what a rich area in racing with, with the modified <laughs> racing on the eastern part of the state.
Jersey with its great racing yeah. over there, upstate New York, yeah. central Pennsylvania with sprint cars. I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, if, if we can if we can keep those routes moving into the NASCAR pipeline, even even staying for a day, come out on a Sunday afternoon and enjoy and, and, and enjoy the, the, the 400 up at Pocono, um, I, I think that's great, and I think that's so important. And that, I think that's... I think that's kind of where we're, where, where we're rolling uh, there with Wing Nation and everything else we get. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, we own uh, South Boston Speedway down in South Boston, Virginia. And, um, you know, you're right. These these local short tracks, they they have a tough time sometimes. I mean, you know, the, you know, it's a it's a low ticket price. It's uh, you know, the purse is, is what it is. And, you know, there's some difficulty with car count sometimes. But I think at South Boston you know, we've we've invested in that facility and we invest in it because we believe in exactly what you're saying. We believe in the grassroots form of racing, and, and we'll continue to believe in it. So, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you there, Steve. Ben, what you guys are doing, and, and I, I literally, um, South Boston to me is becoming one of those shining examples. Uh, and, and, you know, there's there's some aspects of the short track world. Uh, you know, wing sprint car racing is pretty solid, pretty strong. World of Outlaws are packing them in across the country. I am telling you, as a guy that lives now in North Carolina, short track asphalt racing in the Carolinas, in Virginia, is struggling, okay? It's struggling mm-hmm. mightily. We've, we've lost a lot of really, really good racetracks. And then uh, a month, month and a half ago, I see pictures of full fields at South Boston. I see the grandstands being full. And I see these big events that you guys are having at South Boston. And it, 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 you know, what you guys are doing there it, it is, is right and it's good. And it just shows that when it's right and when it's good, there are a lot of late model stock fans here in this area, and when it's right and when it's good, they'll come out and support a racetrack. And you guys are doing well. I I I looked at that uh, like I said, it was about a month ago, and I, I just marveled at how good it was because because an hour or two away, there's tracks just struggling to to, to get three or four hundred people. So uh, it's got to be done right. The, the short track has got to be done right, but when it's done right, it is phenomenal. And and there's so much good racing, and, and you guys are proving it there with South Boston in an area that has struggled a little bit, and now you guys are just rocking and rolling up there. It's so exciting to see. Yeah, I appreciate that. That July 4th, I didn't make it down, but our CEO, Nick, was down, and he said the crowd was spectacular. The car counts were high. Um, you know, it would look, And I agree with you. I saw a bunch of stuff online, and it looked like it was uh, it looks like it was rocking and rolling. Yeah, and that's it. And that's the thing about, that's the thing about all racing, okay? And, and I think we, we, we live in a culture where it's so easy to be negative, and it's so easy to... To, to, to jab at this and jab at that. And, and man, a day at the racetrack, a day at South Boston, a day at Williams Grove, a day at Pocono, man, it's family, it's fun, it's friends, there's exciting stuff happening. And, and I think we've kind of got away from that. Or I, think, I, I, think, I, I don't think a lot of people have got away from that. I think there's a vocal minority. And, and, and you hear them on talk radio and you read about it on Twitter. I think there's a vocal minority that make you think that it's a terrible thing. Short track racing is terrible. NASCAR is terrible. I think there's a vocal minority, and I think there's a vast majority that, that just love coming out to Pocono or love going to South Boston or love wherever they go to their races, and they go to work the rest of the day. They don't spend their day on Twitter. They don't spend their day on Facebook or Instagram. They're busy working so that the next weekend they can go back to the racetrack. And there's so much good happening at these racetracks. And it's such an exciting time in the sport. And I just look at that race we had uh, earlier this week in New Hampshire. I mean, what, what an amazing finish there with Harvick yeah. and Kyle Busch just, just going after each other. Man, that was good stuff, good racing, great racing. And we've got it. And, and I think that, uh, I, I think that you know, as, as, as I've lived through the last couple of years, 
I just find that the, that the greatest thing that I have in my arsenal is blinders, and I don't get trapped in the, the, the negativity because, my gosh, we have so much great stuff in our sport, big tracks, short tracks, and everywhere in between, and and we need to talk that because we, we have this core group that's quiet that comes out to the racetrack, and we have this small group of people that are out here just, just complaining about everything, but there's this vast group in the middle that, that, we, that, that, that unfortunately that small, loud group is influencing coming out to the racetrack. And I just think that I just think showcasing what is so good about our sport uh, is, uh, is exciting. And, and, and when it's done, it's working. And, and we're getting a lot of people in these racetracks, and a lot of people are having a great time, uh, whether it is the big tracks or the short tracks. So I always say it's perception versus reality. And one, <laughs> one day Kevin's going to tell me to stop talking. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think what you read online, if that, if that minority, and then what you see on TV, well, you know, on TV, it does relate, and it does happen at the racetrack, but the greater picture of what's happening at the racetrack is what's a hard story to tell. Um, and, and so that's what we I see it as a perception versus reality. The reality of it is you can come to Pocono Raceway and get four tickets for 99 bucks, spend six hours, your kids can get their face painted, you can see the 2019 Chevy models, and you can have a heck of a day for 100 bucks. Um, and that's the reality of it. And I did one of the gigs I had one time but when I was doing stuff on Sirius XM NASCAR radio was the post-race show. Okay, and the, and the post race show is a fascinating show because it's right after the event, and I am telling you there were three groups of when you had one of those races that, that maybe didn't have the most compelling finish, and that happens. That's racing. That's just the nature of it. Okay, let's take one of those races. But when you were doing the post race show, there were three distinct groups of people. Okay. There were the ones that watched it on TV, and they're the one raising cane about it, how it was no good, how it was bad, how it was terrible, okay? And and they're the ones that were doing that. In the middle, you had the ones that listened on Sirius, listened on the radio, and they were in the middle. They thought it was pretty good. sounded like a good race. I was listening. I was busy doing this, and I was listening. But I'm telling you, Ben, I don't hardly ever recall anybody that was at the racetrack ever calling in and saying they had a bad time. It was always, yeah, we sat here with our friends and we camped in the infield and we camped with the same people time and time again. The race day experience is so amazing. And and, and you guys have done a great job up there with Pocono with with all the events in the infield and and from Friday night, Saturday night, uh, the fireworks and everything. And, And that's the thing I try to strive to people. You know, go experience it. If you go experience Pocono one time, you're going to experience again because you're going to want to do it again. And I think that's, that, that's the stuff, and that's the stuff that's tough to sell, and, it, and, it, and it's tough because fans need to make an investment in it. You need to, you know, you need to spend the time and, 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 and get the tickets and do it, but I can promise if you do it one time, you're going to be back again because our, our sport is so much fun to be at these events. I, I gr- couldn't agree with you any more than that, and that's, you know, it's, it's incredible coming from you know uh, a team background um and the funny thing you you, you mentioned before and, and kind of bringing this as uh as another co-host of this podcast uh says coming full triangle here at the here at the Pocono <laughs> Raceway podcast powered by ESPN 840 we're gonna get t-shirts made up said come full triangle I promise you it's gonna happen soon um but the the crazy part about what you said so you know Bob Plebin um was a huge influence on my career since I've gotten back to Pocono, but like you talked about uh, how your life has progressed and your career has progressed. Um, and mine kind of flipped the other way. So I did the, I did the team side first and then went to the track side and I don't really see myself going any further 
than the track side, unless this podcast takes off and then Ben's going to have to find a new PR person because I'm going to be on MRN and a TV co-host. Celebrity. <laughs> maybe that's the uh, secret. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that's been the secret all along, Ben. Maybe because I wanted to do this podcast so I could become a celebrity and a personality <laughs> in the sport like like the Postman. Um, well, <laughs> I know you, Kevin. I, I know you fairly well, Kevin. Don't quit your day job just yet. Okay? <laughs> um, but but the, the point I was trying to make there with the fans is I have seen the sport from both sides to where from the team side, if you don't have a good race and the racing wasn't great, you, you go home, you're disheveled, you get on a plane, you go home, you try to write a post-race report and try to make it sound halfway decent. I have never had a problem detailing what we did from a race weekend and saying we didn't perform and we didn't do a good job because yes, there are people who are going to complain. Yes, there are going to be the nice, you know, the, the the people who who are just not happy with something that happened. But it happens anywhere, right? It's customer service, and for running the social media and doing our website, we get those complaints, and we try to. Definitely look into them and figure out what went wrong and how that person did have that experience. But like you said, it's a minority. The vast majority of our fans are so vocal about how good of a race weekend that they enjoyed. From the time that I started here in 2011 to now, um, the amount of complaints has diminished. I mean, we used to have a, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say we did things terribly wrong in 2011 up until now. But what I'm saying is, our report that we would do with complaints over positives, the positives how now have become, you know, a 400-page novel as opposed to the complaints being the intro piece, and it used to be reversed. So, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and you guys, and, and Pocono uh, is just, uh, you, guys, you guys have been so interactive and so uh, uh, positive, proactive with so many things that you've done, and, and and I think that's the thing that's exciting about it. And I and I was thinking about this as, as, as you were talking about the fans and the experience and the fun. Uh, I actually for the Xfinity race in June, I actually was out in turn number three, which is uh, you know which is uh, just hanging off a billboard over there off of turn number three. <laughs> and I've been on that billboard <laughs> literally. I literally. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> we'll eventually get great. those billboards better for you guys. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's a great spot to watch a race from. That's for sure. But you know what I noticed is is the infield was just chock full of people in June, and everybody was having a good time. Yeah. I, I got up there 45 minutes an hour before the race, and they're throwing frisbees, and they're throwing footballs, and there's every kind of food known to mankind, and some every kind of beverage known to mankind as well. <laughs> but everyone is having a good time. And then when the race started, the Xfinity race, everyone climbed on top of their motor coaches or moved over to the fences or, or found one of the big screens to sit in front of and watch. And it's just this, this sport, I'm telling you, to go to a racing event is an absolute ball. And, and you guys, and, and, and all the tracks across the NASCAR Tour, everyone works really hard. You guys specifically do a great job up there. But the fan experience, of going going to a NASCAR race at, uh, at Pocono Raceway, uh, if there's anyone listening to this podcast that, that's never done it, uh, you get your tickets. Get, get out and try this thing. And, and as you say, that, that, that four-pack of tickets for $99, I mean, man, that's a, that, that's a great day of entertainment. And uh, you'll, you'll be talking about it for years, and you'll be back next year also. Well, Postman, we appreciate it. We know that you're busy getting ready for your uh, the Big Wing Nation stuff happening in Harrisburg, so fans, be sure to check that out. I'm sure, you know, uh, definitely check out the Postman on, on Twitter and on Facebook. You know, find out where he's going to be this week before the Gander Outdoors 400. But thanks for being so supportive of our track, your home track, 
Thanks for starting out with us. We are uh, so proud of what you've accomplished in the sport, what you continue to accomplish, and we look forward to seeing you this weekend. Can't wait to get up there and uh, going to do uh, probably a Friday afternoon Old Forge pizza run before getting to the racetrack <laughs> and then uh, on over. But uh, Kevin and Ben, thanks for having me on and uh, appreciate uh, having you uh, and spending time chatting with you. I really appreciate what you guys do up at Pocono. I have a lot of pride in the place and uh, I, I, I know it's in, in good hands and rolling along well, so I appreciate the time. Thanks, Steve. And if you have any leftovers for pizza, you can just drop them off in the media center Saturday. I'll eat it for I'll breakfast. There's never leftovers with me, Kevin. Look at me. You know that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, Steve. Well, Ben, um, that was post, man. How awesome was that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could, he could just talk, and you just have to listen because everything he says is just so spot on. It is. I mean— I'm glad you brought up South Boston, and it, it, it always amazes me at people in this industry that, that you know, the, the true people that realize what we do for a living and what influence we have outside of just the massive track here in Long Pond. Um, immediately, he, read, he was like, yeah, no, I know you guys own it, and you guys do a fantastic job, and here's exactly, and just rattled yeah. off facts. Um, that just shows you how in tune to the sport he actually is, and um, I'm, I'm always excited when he Shows up. He's actually doing the um, Q and A with Joey Logano again. Ooh, I didn't know that. It's great. And I remember I got a call last race because he did it with Matt D. Benedetto was in Club Pocono, mm-hmm. and he 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 always volunteers to do a Q and A for us, which is amazing. Um, so in Club Pocono, if you guys have Club Pocono tickets or don't, Club Pocono to me, no disrespect to any of the other tickets we have, Club Pocono is amazing. It it's is, my favorite it's cool. place to watch a race. Your pit side. You get a Q&A, fan vision, you're across from the cafeteria. There's a place you can play games underneath, couches, TVs. There's a little mezzanine in the shade. Yeah. Infield parking pass and a pit paddock pass. Yeah. It's a great ticket. Great 150 bucks. PokemonRaceway.com slash tickets. It's a good deal. Um, in fact, you know what? We always give away something on a show. We actually oh. haven't given away anything yet. And I know we're like almost 30 minutes in this podcast. But for everyone who has listened, we're going to give away a four-pack of Club Pocono tickets. PokemonRaceway.com slash live. Um you have 24 hours from the time this podcast goes till we announce a winner. We'll randomly select somebody. Four tickets to Club Pocono. You can come see Postman with Joey Logano. And the Gander Outdoors 400. I mean. What more do you want? It's where I want to spend my Sunday. Right? Yeah. So the Joey- In fact, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I hope you're going to be there. Um, well, well, yeah. But so last race, the Q&A is 15 minutes with the driver. Mm-hmm. Postman was ever 45. Oh, that's cool. Talked to fans, hung out with fans. So much so, I got a phone call Saturday from our media center staff saying, hey, what do we do? He hasn't come back down for us to drive him back to the MRN <laughs> trailer. And then I got a call from MRN, hey, he hasn't made it to the preview show that we need to have. What's going on? I was like, yeah. he's talking to fans. I mean, you you call him up and that's tell right. him. I'm not going to pull Steve Post uh, away from talking to fans. Amazing guy, infectious uh, attitude about nascar and racing in general and it's uh it's exciting all right ben it's race week we gotta go we got stuff to do but you'll be back next week super you're gonna call in i love it thanks for having me thank you guys so much thank you to norm thank you to espn 840 race fans it's race week gander outdoors 400 pokemon one 800 raceway follow us on social media buy your tickets should be a great weekend and uh kick things off on friday don't forget about fan fest Six to nine in the Six infield. Six to nine in the infield. Freed all ticket holders. It's going to be a good show. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.